1: Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve.
2: When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling wrong codes and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. I know you're paying
1: attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome to today's edition of
2: the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast.
1: Welcome in Thursday edition Clay Travis Buck Sexton show appreciate all of you hanging out with us my goodness we have got a bevy of stories for you Hunter Biden potentially going to be indicted before the end of the month what do we think about it what is coming what will that look like we will discuss and also Andy McCarthy will join us in the third hour former prosecutor Is he surprised by the way that this story came out? What is the significance? Huge poll coming out from CNN early this morning. Some of you may have seen it. It has Trump up one point on Joe Biden, but the data inside of that poll is devastating for Joe Biden. And that's actually where I want to start, Buck, because... A lot of talk has been out there about Trump, and certainly we have spent a great deal of time discussing Trump, but I flagged several things that jumped out at me from the CNN poll that continue to make me question what in the world is going to happen on the Democrat side. Not on the Republican side, on the Democrat side. Um, and, and And in particular, some of these numbers when you look at them, are so brutal for Joe Biden. I think that Democrats have to be begun, beginning, beginning if they aren't already privately, to panic. And let me hit you with these, Buck, um, because I saw this and I said, 61% of this CNN poll say Joe Biden was involved in Hunter's business dealings. 61%, that's a lot. 42%. Already before impeachment, before much of the media has even covered that, say Joe Biden engaged in illegal acts, uh, as if that were not enough. Uh, the, the percentages out here are disastrous. Biden has a 39% approval rating. Fuck. Just 74% in Democrats. 58% of voters say Biden's policies are worsening the economy. 67% of democrats want a different candidate than joe biden should democrats be panicking based on where we're sitting right now would every republican candidate beat joe biden
0: it's so early you know this is the part right of it now,
1: right now right now and we're not talking about in november but just right now if the election were going on how would you assess this should they be panicked <sighs>
0: So hard look I think that the the country has now been broken down into a situation where any Republican gets a certain percentage of the vote and any Democrat gets a certain percentage of the vote and it's like 47 or 48 right I mean it's you're not yeah. you're not going to have a massive swing there there is no uh realistic future here of a 60 40 national landslide I don't think anybody believes that that's possible right now now that could change but right now all the numbers indicate this will be a very very tight election so you're really having to get down into parsing the last 2 or 3% and what is realistic where that would break down what states would get the turnout that you would need so it's interesting um but again i i think that we're we're looking at this where we haven't yet seen the Democrat rollout, and I, I don't want to be Eeyore here, but I guess I will be. We yes. haven't seen the rollout of, first of all, the um the indictments are going to be followed by all kinds of legal wrangling and news stories. And I'm not even talking about the legal process of it, which will be a problem, too, uh, for Trump to handle. But they're going to have a whole campaign, and the campaign is going to be... It's not targeted at our audience, right? Everyone that we talked to was like, this is crazy, it's politicized targeting, or not everybody, but vast majority of the people that are listening to us right now recognize the unfairness of what is being done to trump and therefore rally to him even more i mean i know people that were iffy about trump before the indictments republicans who are now like sorry we have to do this right so that's going on but the democrats are going to be running a campaign based on getting the last two or three percent to swing their way in the key states and that's where I just worry that it's going to be like a 2022 situation all over again where we it should be based on polling, economy, crime, immigration, and it ends up being, in some states, abortion rights, in some states, 2020, you know, revisited. So that's my concern. Again, I, I don't think that when you look at the options for not Joe Biden for Democrats, they are so bad that even Biden as a bad option is better than them still in my mind. Do you see what I mean? That's, that's yeah. how I break it down.
1: I think that they are starting to panic. And I think they're starting to panic privately for this reason. Um, I, I think there is a strong argument that they expected for four different felony states, right? District of Columbia plus three states. To move numbers in some way, and instead of moving numbers, they may have strengthened Trump somewhat, which is, I think, starting to set off alarm bells for Democrats. And I would say this, Buck.
0: Yeah. Could could I ask you, like, so what? I didn't mean to cut you off, but just alarm bells, meaning, what are they going to do, right? That that's the part of it. I think you're right that there's concern, but I just don't think they have any good options. When you look at the national numbers, you'd see with Kamala taking over.
1: Oh, it can't be Kamala. That, that's why I've said from the get-go that Biden has to step, when I say step down, I mean announce that he's not running again. I don't mean let Kamala ascend. So you to mean the open
0: presidency. Democrat primary?
1: Yes. Because I think they can't allow, com- if, if Biden, so here, here's my take on this, and I'm, I'm talking as if I were a Democrat. All right. Pretend that all I care about is winning, which I think it's fair to say the Democrat perspective is. I am looking at all these numbers for Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the weakest incumbent president since Jimmy Carter, and his numbers are potentially going to be worse than Jimmy Carter's. Jimmy Carter, and and I didn't live through this election. I I mean, I guess I kind of did. I mean, I was a baby, so I don't remember this election. But Jimmy Carter, his issue was everything was failing around him, but nobody doubted that he was a smart guy. Biden, to me, Buck, if it's Biden-Trump, It is Biden's dementia and or his physical and mental incompetence versus Trump's felony charges. And I think a lot of people out there, Buck, and again, I'm talking as if I'm a Democrat, if they line those two things up, 74% of Americans don't think that Joe Biden is physically or mentally capable of doing the job. If you are an independent voter, if you are someone in the middle, I think one of two things happens. You don't show up, and I still think that we're going to see a lower turnout in 2024 if it's a rematch of Trump v. Biden. Second part of this, you might decide, even if you don't like Trump, that when you're basically confronted with competence, but things that the competent person does that you don't like, which is the Trump side, or incompetence, I think that Trump is going to win. And increasingly, and again, I'm talking right now because there are lots of crazy things that can happen. If this race were in two months, right, Uh, if we were going to see the election a little bit, basically almost exactly two months from now, so instead of 14 months, two months from now, I think that every Republican who's running right now at the upper echelon of candidates would beat Joe Biden. And I think deep down Democrats are starting to recognize it. And then you add in this buck. Biden's issues are not going to get better. A year for an 80 year old with dementia can basically add 10 years. He's only going to get worse. And I think his public behavior and his public viral moments are going to continue to
0: add up. I, I love your optimism. I do. Honestly, like some days I show up here. I'm like, I don't know, man. Is the Republic doomed? I'm like, Clay thinks we're gonna be okay. um We're gonna we have it. We have a stake bet on. I, I we had it for a long time. Biden's, I believe, going to be the nominee. I you
1: hope think Biden be is now? the nominee now. I'm afraid that he won't be, but I think he's the worst candidate. So, but but just to answer your question earlier, I think he's actually worse than any other Democrat candidate,
0: almost other than Kamala. Um. Right. So as I was saying, I, I think he's still going to end up being the guy that they try to get Democrats to vote for next year. You think that there's going to be an open primary process? For the open primary process to logistically work, unless they're going to try some last-minute shenanigans at the Democrat National Convention, like you know some kind of a floor fight situation, I and mean, God knows how that would actually turn out. Um, they got to do this by December, so the window is closing. So I do think there are forces on the Democrat side that are. There are people who are panicked, you and I agree on that, in their camp. Or they're, they're very nervous, I guess you could, you know, panic might be a little more. Yeah. But they're very concerned about where things stand right now with Joe Biden. I also think that the entire campaign that they're setting up is just one of Trump destruction instead of elevation of Joe Biden. Their minds are going to be set on, it doesn't really matter who our candidate is. Now, to be fair, if I really believe that, well then why not let Kamala take over I think Kamala, you just look at things like name recognition, time in the game, how long has she been doing this, et cetera. I think it's the numbers show that she has even weaker. She's even weaker than Joe Biden would be in continuing in his role. So this to me is this one moment in time where they're floating out there. You know, there are people who want someone else who are Democrats. There are people who want to think about this. Um, but they have a very tight window here to do something. And if they don't do it, then it just becomes he is the guy. I think that they believe Kamala Harris would be a better option than an open primary fight just because to have an incumbent president, it's like a vote of no confidence in the Democrat party for the incumbent president who still can walk and talk. I mean, he's still functioning, not particularly well to say, I don't want to do this anymore. And so then you get into what's likelier for them. Cause remember if, if Biden, Biden saying he's not running would open up a, it would open up the, the primary, right? Biden yeah. just stepping down entirely would mean that Kamala Harris becomes the president. The elevation of Kamala to the presidency is probably a less challenging, less expensive political reality for Democrats than trying to have a primary fight, in my opinion. But this is also all to say, um, Clay, nobody knows, man. I mean, we're, we're so early in this process. We haven't even seen the numbers that are going to shift in the Republican primary. We haven't seen whether or not the Democrats have any, you know, does it start to work for them? The Trump's going to, he's going to prison, he's going to all these different trials. And I'll remind everybody, Barack Obama in 2011, right around this time, maybe a month or two later in the process, was low 40s approval rating. Low 40s, like 41, 42, 43. And he absolutely crushed Mitt Romney in the general election. Now, Trump is not Mitt Romney, I get that, but... You know, this is, I think, the moment of maximum numbers weakness that you are likely to see for an incumbent president right now. People, they, ha- they haven't launched all the dirty tricks they're going to launch. That's my opinion. I very much hope that I am wrong. Eight
1: hundred two eight two two eight eight two. I would love to hear from you guys. One thing to keep in mind as we go to break here, in all of 2020, Trump never led in any CNN poll. Just think about that for a minute. Never led, and he has opened up a one-point lead. Worth discussing as well, you know who was the most impressive going head-to-head against Joe Biden in this CNN poll? Nikki Haley. Six-point lead for Nikki Haley. Do you buy that? Again, we'll take some calls. We'll react more. This is a, this is a really interesting poll. There's a lot of data in there. At least once this month, if not more, cyber hackers will attempt to steal your identity. You'll get a bogus text written to fool you about a package coming your way or a bogus email asking you to click a link so you can continue streaming your favorite TV series. Cyber hackers good at this stuff and they find innocent victims every single day. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives, protecting your identity much easier with LifeLock by Norton. When you become a LifeLock member, you'll get the benefit of their online systems that scan billions of transactions and new account openings weekly. They're looking for evidence your info is suddenly in the hands of a cyber thief up to no good. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses but it's easy to help protect yourself with lifelock join now and save 25 percent off your first year with my name clay as the promo code call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to lifelock.com use that promo code clay for
0: 25 percent off keeping it real
2: keeping it honest
0: Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. As someone who served our country in the intelligence community, I appreciate companies that back our nation's service community. One company that does it best is GovX. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. GovX offers unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for the things you love. GovX also donates a portion of every single order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. When you shop on GovX.com, your orders make a meaningful impact. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com, that's GovX.com, and join a community of more than 8.5 million patriots and pros. It's fast, easy, and free to join. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. There is a great evil taking place in our society. Since 1973, over 64 million babies' lives have been taken. Preborn is dedicated to saving these precious lives. And every day, the staff members at Preborn Clinics rescue 200 babies and help women in crisis by sharing light, love, and a free ultrasound.
1: That changed my life, just from that
2: ultrasound picture.
0: You see, when an expectant mother meets her precious baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat. She is twice as likely to choose life for her baby. Would you join me and Preborn in rescuing babies' lives? One ultrasound is just $28, and for $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds helping to rescue five babies' lives. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby, or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck sponsored by Preborn. Second hour of play and buck kicks off right now. Let's dive into this news out of New York city. Mayor Eric Adams, who was supposed to make the city safer and more functional and uh, cleaner streets and all that stuff. uh, He has failed so far in those efforts, and in fact now is saying the city faces what I I think you'd have to call an existential crisis at some level, or at least existential, as to whether it will continue to be the same city that many of us have known as New York for so long, the migrant problem. There are now 110,000 migrants in New York City. Now, the language we use about this matters, but it's very hard to be precise because of what's really going on here. These are all individuals who broke U.S. immigration law. They did not go through the normal immigration process. They entered the United States illegally. They broke the law. But the Biden administration chooses to turn back very few of these individuals who cross from Mexico into the United States on foot. They are from over 160 countries all around the world. This is not about um, anyone approving or disapproving of one group of people or one country of people coming to America. They're from all over the world. Some countries are more heavily represented than others, but they are truly from everywhere, uh, at least everywhere that is generally a uh, third world or or low-income country. And they're coming in and they're saying that they want asylum. They will not eventually be granted asylum but the asylum courts are so backlogged that the chance that their case will be adjudicated in the next two years really the next five years is effectively zero so they get to stay in the country for years they get to claim now remember the asylum claim itself is a lie and it is against the law to lie to immigration officials but they say they have a credible fear of violence in their home country i mean it's if you knew how stupidly easy it was to pass the first screening test at the border, you'd realize what a scam this whole thing is. Well, now you certainly know if you didn't before. Uh, in fact, migrants have been found with little pieces of paper that tell them what to say. This is something you won't see reported very often. I've been down there. I've seen this. I've seen the, the wristbands that migrants have to show they've paid off the proper cartel. The Mexican drug cartels are making more money in some Plazas or areas of the border than they are even off of drugs now. The drug flow is massive because our border patrol is completely overwhelmed. But let's focus in. That's the more national level problem. Let's focus in on New York City. Clay, they have 110,000 migrants. They think this is going to cost 12 billion dollars over the next fiscal year for the city of New York. Even for a city as large. And high tax and high earner as New York. That's a big deal. That's a lot of money. I mean, just by way of comparison, I think the FDNY costs $2 billion a year, okay? So you're talking about six fire departments for a city of 8 million people going toward 110,000 migrants. 20,000 migrants, Clay, are about to, I think today or next week as soon, enter the New York City public school system. 20,000 kids, very few of whom speak any english or have english language skills that will be at grade level what does this all mean well you don't have to take my word for everybody here's eric adams saying this will quote
3: destroy
0: new york city play 15
3: we're getting no support on this national crisis and we're receiving no support and let me tell you something new yorkers never in my life have i had a problem that i did not see an ending to i don't see an ending to this i don't see an ending to this This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City.
0: Clay, the mayor of our biggest city saying
3: that all the illegals are going to
0: destroy New York City. It's quite a moment.
1: Democrats are going to have to figure this out because the single worst element of Joe Biden's presidency so far that he fails on on every front is the border. And the border crisis is not going away. Six million, roughly, illegals have that we know of have come into the country since Joe Biden became president. Um, that's as many people as nearly live in, for instance, the state of Tennessee. So to contextualize how many people we're talking about illegally entering, if you have ever li- driven through a state like mine, basically the same amount of people who live in Massachusetts, if you've driven through Tennessee or Massachusetts, or uh, or I think close to Arizona, that's about how many people have illegally come into the, the country, that entire state population. That's a lot of people. And I give credit, because I do think he deserves a lot of credit on this, for Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, for saying, if you won't come here and see what this crisis is doing to my state, then I will send the crisis to you. Whether it's Washington DC, whether it's New York City, whether it's Chicago, and it only takes a pinprick of those illegal immigrants to break down the ability of New York City to basically handle its population. Right? I mean that's what we're talking about. And we discuss, and I think this is important, the incentive structure that New York City is giving out because of the twelve billion that they're spending, that's your taxpayer dollars if you're in New York. That's your taxpayer dollars if you're in Chicago or Washington, D.C., or L.A., or any of these cities that are inundated now with illegal immigration, they're treating them far better than they would be treated if they had stayed at home. And remember the guy we talked about who's in Brooklyn? They took over the park. His family can go swimming every day. They've got free Wi-Fi. They don't just give them meals. They give them meals that are popular in their home countries And they give them the ability to call back home. They make more money. They tell everybody, hey, this is amazing. It's like you can go on a free vacation and come to the best city in the world. Imagine what you would think if you were in one of those Latin American countries. And the fact that this is now being openly acknowledged by Mayor Adams in New York City creates a rift that is hard for the Democrat Party to heal. And let me just point this out. Has AOC made a trip to the border since Joe Biden became president, Buck? In her district now, there is a massive issue with illegal immigration. Remember when she stood at the chain-link fence in the all-white outfit with her hand outstretched, crying about what was happening? It's far worse now than it was then. She won't go to the border, and her district is far more troubled and thrown asunder now than it ever was when Donald Trump was president. Anybody ask her about it? Anybody have her explain her decision-making? I haven't seen it.
0: So I'll tell you the plan here. It's it's a couple of things, but a part of it is especially in a second term, they're going to lie to the American people about immigration in the election year. And, and when I say lie, I mean about their intentions. They they have no problem with this. They have a problem with people figuring out what's going on. the The, the Democrat mindset is not oh gosh. All these illegals are going to require so much in the way of state resources, which means we're going to have to raise taxes inevitably, which means we're going to have to tell people who are here legally, who were born here, who are citizens, you have to do more or else we'll lock you up to pay for the people who came without actually respecting our laws in the first place. Democrats don't want people to figure out that's what's going on, but they do want more illegal immigrants. I mean, that's that's been obvious for a long time now. So they'll do um, what they always do, which is going into an election year, they'll start, Biden will say, you know, we're, we're tightening things, we're putting more resources. Understand, when a Democrat says they want more resources at the border, what they are saying is they want to pay more bureaucrats to process faster and with more ease more illegals who are scamming our system. They are not saying, let's turn away more people. To your point about the incentive structure, we currently have, A border that is intentionally easy to get across and a system that intentionally lets people stay here without going through the legal process at all in the first place. They are waiting for it. They have overwhelmed, in Saul Alinsky style, the machinery of our immigration system. This is all intentional, right? You overwhelm the system so that it seizes up, it breaks, and then you can do whatever you want. Democrats have a problem, though. Numbers on immigration, Clay, show that the American people are souring rapidly on particularly illegal immigration, problems of the border. Overall views of immigration are dropping. People are starting to say, hold on a second, so now we're taking a million a year legally and over a million a year, two million a year illegally? We're bringing in, you know, millions and millions of new people in the country every year? We have a $32 trillion deficit. Start to do the math on this. If 110,000 migrants are going to cost $12 billion over the next year, what is Migrants costing the taxpayer spread out around the country trying to actually, you know, support them, pay for everything, pay for their schooling and all the rest of it. Democrats have no answer for this. This is, I think, one of their biggest political weaknesses. But you need someone who can make the case and stick to it. And I, I have not heard enough from any, I'm going to say this, from any Republican candidate on immigration and the problems at the border. Um, and I think it needs to change. Do, I, I think that's well said. Here's one of the challenges:
1: is Biden so bad at everything that it makes it hard to focus on any one thing and hammer him for it? I mean, just in terms of messaging, when you think about it, crime is a disaster, the border is a disaster, the economy is a disaster, he, he, the foreign affairs get, are a disaster.
0: I I got I got I to throw a flag here, Mister Clay. He doesn't get blamed for the crime thing. Biden. This is one area where he escaped all the because uh, he, Cause he he never said he
1: didn't for, support defunding the police, he, which and was he, a smart strategic play. Def- yeah,
0: he didn't support defund because he knew that was super unpopular with the electorate that he needed to fool. Right. So on crime, they'll say that's a state and local issue that doesn't really nail him on the on the border. Total total disaster. You know the economy is not good, but it's not as bad as his critics were saying it would be at this point. So that starts to become. Now, I think that may change. I think we could be going into, I know the. Uh, I think the latest Goldman Sachs estimate says like a 10 or 15 percent, or maybe it was Morgan Stanley, one of those places, 10 or 15 percent chance of recession next year. I think it's much higher than that.
1: I Here's what I think. And I say this because I, I was talking about this with you off air. People know that the economy is broken based on inflation, and they're just waiting for it to be explained to them. And I, I just keep hammering this home. I can't go through a drive through with my kids. I did it again yesterday without spending $50 on hamburgers and french fries. I, I don't know that there's a hamburgers and french fries like, uh, like economy scale out there. We know the price of gas people react to. I think that every person who's listening to me out there right now that takes their kids through a drive through, every time they go through, they think, I can't believe that McDonald's just cost me and my family 55 bucks. And I think that creates, in the same way that when you're standing there with the pump in your hand, anger, inflation might be 3% now, but it's 3% or 4% or whatever it is on top of the double digits that it's increased. Real money in their pockets, people have less than they did before Joe Biden became president.
0: Here's the problem. I know, but I can already feel that people—some people—are not going to want to hear this. I'm just reciting a fact that's going to come into play. It certainly came into play in 2022 when inflation was even worse, and it's going to come into play in 2024. Trump spent six trillion dollars in one year. It's—it's just that's the problem with saying, did Biden need to spend the two trillion at the beginning of his term? No, of course not. Was that reckless? Yeah, he did it because he goes, well, if Trump could spend six. To deal with COVID, I mean, I can spend two, right? Nobody, I mean, he wanted to spend five more, which is, now we all realize, like, arsonists with the gas can level yeah. crazy for the economy, but I'm just saying, the narrative, you know how they're going to break this down, whenever, and if they actually get to a debate, God even knows if that's going to happen. Are Trump and Biden going to end up debating? I don't know. I don't know if anyone knows. But on stage, Trump's going to say, look what you've done with inflation, and Biden's going to look at him and say, you spent $6 trillion in one year, and you started the lockdowns. And now, in the primary, people can say whatever they want. They say, oh, it's not Trump's fault or whatever. In a general election, that becomes a problem. That becomes a problem. This is what I know. This is why I know. I know, man. I just think this is going to be tough. This is the
1: data point that is going to blow people's mind. I think it's important to keep hammering it home. We failed on COVID as a country. We failed. We spent more money on COVID than we did, inflation adjusted, to win World War II. We spent more money fighting a virus than we did the Nazis.
0: You know, and most of that money was spent in 2020 under a Republican president. This is the problem, and we're going to have to face it. We're going to have to face it going into the general election. Um, we You know, we can ignore it now for the primary. People can want whoever they want. That's fine, but Joe Biden, this is what I mean, Clay. So look, we look at how bad Biden is. Yeah, it's really bad, but there's a reason That the polls are as close as they are despite how bad he is. You know what I mean? There's, there's ways they will. I, I know how they're going to pull the propaganda. I know what the lines are going to be. And remember, they've got a 10 to 1 advantage in terms of just media person, media power. Oh yeah. Media reach. Um, so this is where I think things can get very complicated very quickly. What do you think? 800 282 2882. Remember, we are going to talk about the, uh, Hunter Biden gun charge with Andy McCarthy in the third hour. That'll be really interesting um clay do you and andy see eye to eye on this one little preview here i don't think we do okay all right we're gonna see it's a battle of legal titans we'll get to that
3: (laughs) our friends at chalk
0: are determined to make every male in this audience realize their full energy potential they get that done with their male vitality stack this set of natural supplements has been formulated to provide men with an everyday solution to low energy drive and stamina the leading ingredient, which you can read about on their website, has been proven to restore diminished amounts of testosterone in men's bodies. As we age, our T levels go down. It's just part of life. And in some guys, it can get really low. It can become actually a clinical medical issue. Chalk's male vitality stack, though, can help restore 20% of testosterone in just three months' time. Give it a try, and you'll start to feel the difference. You'll find Chalk online only at an easy-to-remember website, Chalk. Chalk.com. You can save 35% off any Chalk subscription you choose for life when you use my name, Buck, in your purchase process. Subscriptions can be canceled at any time. Go check it out today. It's a supplement that you should really consider, actually a suite of supplements. Go to ChalkCHOQ.com. Use name, Buck, that's my name, for 35% off.
2: Speaking truth and having fun.
1: Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Welcome back in. I hope all of you are having fantastic Thursdays, wherever you may be, across this great country. We've got a lot to discuss, but let's go ahead and bring our good friend who has done an incredible job bringing everything and making sense of the larger world. Uh, Andy, thank you for goodness uh, trying to make sense of this world. Let's start right here. Uh, Andy McCarthy is with us You are an incredible uh, Guy who has seen all sorts Of craziness over the years Let's start with uh, With the latest With Hunter Biden Have you ever seen a Situation where people come out And say hey we're Going to go and Try to get this out uh, In the larger Community right like you're basically Saying hey we're going to try and indict him. And as a result, we're going to do this over the last uh, several weeks.
3: What's going on here? I think, that this is a pattern with this prosecutor, um, a term I use loosely because every prosecutor I've ever either been or known or worked with, they, they were trying to make cases and this guy has been trying for five years to disappear a case. So that's that's kind of new in my experience. But I think the pattern with this guy is that um, he gets cornered. So he says what he thinks he needs to say to get out of the room. I think that's what he did with the uh, you know, when he gave the con job to the whistleblower agents, when he told them that uh, these bad Biden appointed prosecutors were blocking him from bringing charges in Los Angeles and um, Washington when like anybody who knows anything about the Justice Department knows, one U.S. attorney can't stop another U.S. attorney from bringing charges. Those kind of turf battles happen all the time. You go to the Justice Department, the attorney general makes a ruling. And if Merrick Garland wanted the Biden charge or Hunter Biden charge, he would have just ordered the U.S. attorney in Los Angeles and Washington to work with wife. Right. Um, so, you know, he says what he needs to say to get out of uncomfortable situations. Everybody should understand when he said yesterday, Weiss, that uh, he may indict Hunter Biden in the next two weeks, it wasn't because he wanted to put that information out. It was because the judge put his feet to the fire. The judge gave, the judge was afraid, having had this guy once before tried to pull the wool over her eyes. he, She was afraid basically he was just going to lay low in the tall grass and let the case peter out, and the statute of limitations runs at the end of the month. So she ordered him by September 6th to give her a status report of what was going to of, – of where they were at with the case. And I think he went in and, he, and basically said what he had to say to get out of the room, which is – uh, we, ex- you know, the statute of limitations runs by the 29th and we expect to indict by then. Doesn't mean he has to indict. It's not an enforceable commitment. But my point to people is this is the layup case of all time. It's the easiest case of all time. It would take about 10 to 15 minutes to present this to a grand jury. It's a one paragraph indictment. So why plan to indict after five years? Why not say Indict. You know, you wouldn't well, have to it, give a status report to the court. You wouldn't have to do anything. You'd just come in, wave the one paragraph indictment, say, here, I've done it. Why keep talking about this? Afterwards? Well, Andy, what
0: ha- what happens, though, if, if your inclination on this is, is correct, and he just kind of says, whoopsie, didn't get it in in time, too complicated before that statute of limitations? Does he face any actual sanctions? I mean, can the judge do anything,
3: really? I don't see how, Buck, because... You know, it's black-letter constitutional law that a court cannot order uh, a prosecutor to charge someone. Uh, So all she did what she could do because she is now the the judge who the case is before, uh, because I guess Weiss probably now feels like he made the mistake of filing actual documents in front of her six weeks ago. So now the case has a judge. Um, And she's being diligent. So she's asking him for a status report, but she can't force him to charge and look, you know, if, if he could be sanctioned for like irresponsibly letting a case go, how about what's gone on for the last five years? I mean, he's now, he's so destroyed this case that, for example, if you wanted to try to make a case based on say the bribery evidence we're hearing about during the Obama administration when Biden was vice president, those charges are gone now every you know I, I think I've, I'm sure I've told you guys this before and you know this anyhow, but it's a five year statute of limitations for most federal crimes, six years on tax. Everything prior to 2017 is gone. Have you seen a
1: uh, have you seen the grand jury ever get basically be told in public in the same way? before we ever grand the jury and do you think it's possible that they just make the decide uh, the decision not to even bring any kind of charge like could they put this in front of the jury and fail it, it, in terms of where they might put this is that possible too?
3: well yeah you know, first of all we should re- remember there is no grand jury at this point. Nothing he has filed, but the papers that he filed six weeks ago in court, the idea was the case was going to go away. So Hunter was waiving his right to be – first of all, there was no reason to indict because it was misdemeanor charges, which the U.S. attorney could bring without a grand jury. And the diversion agreement on the gun doesn't require a grand jury either. So as far as we know, there is no grand jury, right? It's never been brought to a grand jury. If you're asking, like, could you could you have a situation where he presented the case so poorly that he got what's known as a no true bill, where the grand jury refused to indict? That could happen, but this is such a slam dunk Clay. I, I just, I mean, you know, the guy made a false statement on the form, and I, I think the only thing that people are not aware of, because uh, I was sort of struck by this in the last month, looking closely at this, I think there's two guns. I don't think it's one gun. Um, because if, if you remember, the, the form that he filled out that he lied about his drug usage on, that was in connection with a revolver. And if you looked at the, um, the pictures that the New York Post has reported of the gun that he was waving around with the prosecutor with the prostitute uh, a couple of days after he bought the revolver is not a revolver. It's a it looks like a Glock. So I think there's more than one gun. Uh, and Andy Weiss knows that he, he wasn't eligible for diversion on that under the Justice Department rules. So the whole thing is a, is just a crock.
0: So it sounds like you think he's just going to run, he's going to run the clock out on this too, which would be amazing. And one of the most egregious and obvious miscarriages of, of justice that we've seen in a long time. I, I want to ask you, because this was breaking news just at the top of the hour. Or so uh, just a few moments ago, uh, the former president Donald Trump is uh, telling his legal team is telling a judge that they're going to move his, they want to move his Georgia case to federal court, and that he will invoke immunity protection for federal officials. There's some complexity here, Andy. Can you break down, is this going to happen? Is it a big deal? How do you see it playing out in Georgia?
3: Yeah, I think already, Buck, that um, Mark Meadows' lawyers have moved for that, and I think they have the better of the argument that the case has to go to federal court. Uh, the removal doctrine basically is to prevent the states from interfering with the legitimate activities of federal officials. Um, a lot of what Meadows has been accused of in that indictment, which is a peculiar indictment because I don't think it actually charges a crime, certainly with respect to Meadows, but, you know, he's charged with things like arranging meetings for the president, um, you know, getting a phone number for the president, all things that would be within the ambit of the chief of staff's job. So if you allowed, uh, The states to use their criminal laws to prevent the federal government from doing its legitimate work, then you could, then the states could basically cancel out the federal government. So for that reason, the removal doctrine and the statute that pertains to it allows a case to be moved to federal court for trial. It doesn't mean that the case goes away and it would still be prosecuted by the state, but the form would be federal court. So I think they've got a very good chance of moving this. I'd be stunned, in fact, if the courts ruled that it doesn't get removed. And I think the whole case gets removed. I don't think it's just the federal officials. I believe the whole case would get removed to a federal judge. And then what Trump is going to argue is that when federal officials are carrying out their official duties, you don't have to agree with them. Um, but if they're doing things which are plausibly within the ambit of their official duties they have immunity from state prosecution um and i I think it's going to be a weightier argument than than people think i have said i don't think this racketeering case or this racketeering charge that fanny willis brought i don't think it's actually a crime because the only objective that that she unifies all the 19 defendants with is that they wanted to keep trump in office which is not a crime you know, if it were when people like Al Gore and Stacey Abrams would be in jail. Right. Um, you can agree to a legitimate objective and commit crimes in the course of, of, of trying to obtain it. But you can't have a conspiracy unless the people uh, the thing that the people agree to do is a crime. And she's trying to paper that over by calling it a RICO. But a RICO, a racketeering organization, is something like a mafia family where everybody in it wants to be a member of it and sustain its existence because that's how you obtain money and power. This thing was, I don't think there was an agreement here at all, but to the extent that there was some kind of an enterprise here, it was going to end one way or the other on January 20th of 2021. Either Trump was going to be in office or out of office, and that was going to be the end of the so-called enterprise. I, I did RICO cases for a long time. I don't think that's a RICO.
1: Do you think if you had to break this down given we've got four different major you know charges that are out there right now how many of them will be complete by the time in your mind we get to the actual uh, election presuming that uh, that we actually see uh, him as the nominee
3: Well the most important person in that equation is always the judge clay So it seems to me that this judge in Washington is adamant that she wants to get to trial. And unless there's some kind of appellate intervention, uh, and I, I, it's very hard in the federal system to force the trial judge to allow an appeal before the trial. I think that one's got the best chance of going to trial, even though it should not go to trial in, in, on March 4th. I think that's a gross violation of Trump's due process rights to try to make him go to be ready for that trial on March 4th when the prosecutor before bringing the charges, indicted them in a different jurisdiction a thousand miles away on another case that takes a lot of time to get prepared for. Um, the, the, the other case that has a chance of going to trial, I think, is the, is the classified documents case, but that is complicated because of the classified information issues and um, it, it's got provisions in the law that allow you to appeal prior to trial. My experience with that stuff is that that takes a lot of time. It's, it's those cases, even if the judge, the judge is scheduled at the trial in May. It, it, you know, even if she really wants to get it to trial, it may be difficult to do. But I, I do think the um, the Washington one is probably going to go to trial.
0: What about New York, Andy?
3: I don't think Brad really wants to bring that case. He's signaling, Buck, that that um, he's content to let the feds go first and he doesn't want to interfere with them. Um, so I don't know that he's going to be a factor. And I, as for Fannie Willis, you know, two of these defendants say that they say they're going to trial with them in October. I don't, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, and if the case gets removed, that could put it on a very different and slow track. She's saying it will take four months to try. You know, it's very hard to schedule a case that's going to take four months to trial, especially especially you got to get 19 sets of defense lawyers and the prosecutors and the judge clear four months of their calendar to, to try a case. Those are very, very hard to get scheduled.
1: So if you were setting it an over-under here, given that there's four different cases out there that are uh, taking place right now, how many of them do you think it would be done? I said one. I might now be thinking one or two one one and a half. You had earlier uh, the, the situation where uh, you were talking. Uh, I, I think people were saying, oh, they're going to get four done. You're going to think about uh, everything there. What would you say the over-under is?
3: I, I say because it's the first day of football season, you're making me do over and under, which I appreciate.
1: <laughs> um, we, yeah, who do you have if, for if the game said- coming up tonight?
3: <laughs> um my guys aren't playing until Monday night, um, so uh, but I'm I, telling I you by the
1: good way good. that you need to take the, uh, the, the 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 situation when you look at at everything going on, I said one and a half, and by the way, right. because we're now going on all over Detroit, I'm gonna go out and say I'm gonna go with that side, but how would you break it one and a half?
3: Uh, under. Under. So you yeah, think I one think, is going
1: to end up being yeah. the number? Yep.
0: I've said yep. two, Although I, so we'll see. It, it could be two. Yeah, I think <laughs> so it's that's, not going to be but four. I but, Andy, I'm, I'm sorry, we, we got to let you go. If If, if Trump oh. gets convicted in D.C., do you think they actually might try to put him in a prison cell?
3: Well, you know, if you'd asked me, uh, like 18 months ago that I would, I think they'd indict him, I would have said no. So at this point, I'm afraid to say anything's inconceivable. I think it would be terrible for the country if an American president, um, were put in jail. Yeah. Um, I just think that would be awful and I hope right. it doesn't happen. And I think he'd have a lot of appeals. Um, so hopefully they'd, they'd be able to string that out, but it would, I think it'd be very bad for the country. And I think Democrats don't understand what fire. They're playing with. I mean, they 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 impeach him for incitement to insurrection. I, I wonder if they realize that uh, you know some of what they're doing is it, the social unrest that's going to arise. It's volatile. So, yeah, yeah.
0: It really is. Really volatile. Thank you so much, Andy McCarthy. Everybody, look for him on Fox News. One of the best in the biz. And one of the best feelings after stepping out of a shower is wrapping yourself in a cozy and absorbent towel. It's true. You don't want one of those flimsy or scratchy towels. He wants the luxurious comfort of a My Pillow towel made with USA cotton. And you're in luck because right now they're on sale at fifty percent off regular prices. The My Pillow Towel set comes with a two bath, two hand towel, and two washcloth set, typically retailing for seventy nine ninety-eight. Find this offer online at mypillow.com. Click on the Radio Lister Special Square. Get fifty percent off the six piece towel set. Enter our names as your promo code, Clay and Buck, or Call 800-792-3269. That's 800-792-3269. Look forward to getting out of your next shower with MyPillow Towels. Go to MyPillow.com. Use our name Clay and Buck for your towel set today.
1: Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Chalk up a win for Team Reality.
0: We're proud supporters of those who serve our country and our local communities. That includes our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. There's an American company whose entire mission is built around serving these individuals, Govx.com. If you've served our country in one of these ways, go to Govx.com and join the community
1: today. It's fast, easy, and totally free. Govx members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that want to honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets,
0: entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one stop shop for everything you need on or off duty. A portion of every order goes towards nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX.
1: Visit GovX.com and use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve.
0: If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience, and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit labradorenergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic, they welcomed her and supported her and provided her with a free ultrasound. Kelsey heard her baby's heartbeat and she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, a baby's chance at life doubles. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. To donate, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn.
1: Welcome back in. Hope all of you are having fantastic Thursdays wherever you may be across this great country. You heard us going through and discussing with Andy McCarthy everything surrounding the four different felonies that Trump is facing and certainly the question of how many of those uh, charges are going to actually get decided before we get to the actual election in the event that Trump is the nominee is one of the big questions. And it was interesting. Andy has a lot of opinions, Buck, but he was really kind of tiptoeing around whether he wanted that number to be one One and a half or two, and that means a lot. By the way, I'm on the Lions, uh, going against the Chiefs for those of you out there. That's the big game with the NFL starting back up. And I know Andy and many of you out there are fans. So I'm going to take the Lions
0: as the underdog, but. So you were, you were vociferous. Uh, let me see here that there will be on August 16th, you said a 0% chance that any of the trials will happen.
1: happen. I think I said, if we'll go look at the, I think I said oh, there was not we're, gonna we're be- We're keeping four. the
0: board now, buddy. We're keeping go the board. Check,
1: go check the, uh, go check the audio. I think I said, because that was when all of the story was, oh, they're gonna have four. I think I said there's a 0% chance that all four would happen, and I think I said I would go one. Uh, if I were looking at it right now, I might go one and a half, or I would stick at one. I still feel pretty good about the majority but we need to go check the uh go check the audio. I was in Tampa, but I think I said 0% all four would happen because that was when we were well, dealing with what Dershowitz
0: was saying Dershowitz and then he changed, came out and then he changed and said his mind in 24 four. hours. I yeah. still think it's I think it's going to be two although it's interesting. Andy, I I mean really I hadn't considered this to be honest with everybody that Bragg might just say, "Yeah, actually, you know, I got the headlines. I don't really need to bring this case. It's ridiculous." um the, the feds will finish the job essentially I, I mean i hadn't really considered that but the dc case is happening my friends the dc case is happening that's the one that i thought all along the ju- judge chutkin she's she's going to make this thing go down it's going to happen uh, unless unless he says it, uh, an appeals court steps in in advance of trial but i mean that's a really tough burden that you're going to meet there saying that Th- the this judge is can't where set the trial
1: if Joe Biden actually wanted to be what he claimed he was going to be in 2024. And look, you just heard the discussion. It sounds like Andy McCarthy doesn't believe that any real charges are still going to be brought uh, against uh, Hunter. But this is where if Joe Biden said, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give a pass to Trump and simultaneously, I'm going to give that same pass to my son that would be a way for Biden to ride off into the sunset and argue that he actually was doing the best thing for the country in the same way that you would have seen happen back in mm-hmm. 1976 with Gerald Ford as it pertained, sorry, before the 76 election, but having to do with everything associated with Nixon.
0: Do you think by the end of this month, we'll either find out that the gun charge has been, has effectively lapsed because of the statute against Hunter or they'll just reinstate a diversion program and effectively give him what Judge Noriega prevented the first time around? They just do it a second time? Or do you think they're actually going to bring an indictment against the president's son that could send him to prison in an election year?
1: Well, so this is what I think is weird. I don't remember it being public in this way. It feels to me like a threat. It feels to me like you are attempting, meaning the uh, the government, and everything surrounding these ideas, I just don't hear very many people say, oh, we're going to charge you before September 29th. It feels like an uh, argument you would make in an effort to try to win uh, a uh, some sort of uh, agreement where they're giving event. up something, right? Like you're threatening, but there's actually not the real threat to follow through. That's my concern. There should be charges. This is not complicated. To his point... This is as simple of a case as you can possibly imagine. He definitely lied on those forms, and as Andy pointed out, he may well have lied on multiple different guns, not just one, which is as easy of a case as could possibly exist out there. Now, they have to figure out where it is. Is this going to be D.C.? Is this going to be California? There has to be charges brought in the case. But that, to me, is the the big challenge kind of going forward.
0: I'm telling you. I've been that we're going on now two years of this. Hunter's not seeing the inside of a prison cell. Hunter's gonna escape. Telling you, he's gonna escape one more. My concern,
1: my concern is they could almost rig the system and not get a charge. It's usually if you try to bring a grand jury charges, the grand jury, the the phrase is what they'd always indict a ham sandwich. That's always what's said. My concern is they could almost tank that in 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 intentionally and avoid having to bring anything uh, against Hunter. In other words, do such a bad job that they may not even be able to get charges brought.
0: But why just, I mean, to, to the point that we're talking with Andy about, nothing happens if they just don't bring the charge. They're just not going to bring the charge, man. That's what I think. I, I'm I'm with Andy on this one. I think this is just going to turn into, yeah, you know, complexity, yada, yada. What are you going to do? Well,
1: I think it gets hard if they're going to say we're going to bring charges by December, uh, by September 29th. And that's not what is that twenty days from now basically? Yeah, you have well, maybe to do they that first, in three maybe they weeks. force
0: him into a diversion program, but but that's just a redo. All that is is a redo yeah. of the unbelievable sweetheart deal they tried to get through with Nor. I mean Clay, the reason the Nor the Judge Noriega deal fell apart, and she's the one who made it fall apart, and Clay's been giving her high fives about that ever since, um, rightly so. The reason it fell apart was that the deal was so grotesquely yeah. favorable that they tried to hide how favorable the deal was. Yeah. So now they're just going to do another version of that deal on similar terms and say that, oh, yeah, we revisited it or whatever, you know? And eventually it's, what are you going to do about it? Trump's been indicted four times. Hunter hasn't been indicted. You know, deal with it. That's going to be their attitude.
1: Yeah, and uh, we're going to have to see what happens because I, I keep hoping that the pressure has become so significant thanks to the Republicans taking control of the House that there is going to be some sort of consequent consequential outcome here <laughs> but you You're have no faith yeah I, I well i mean no faith the fact that we have even gotten here i take as a very good sign because but for this judge actually pointing out what an incredible rig job this case was and the irs employees coming forward and testifying under oath and saying that the fix was in but for that occurring this story would already be over, and anybody who tried to bring it up, they would say, oh, there's nothing there. This has already been resolved. Let's move on. It's not a serious issue. At least it's still lingering, even if there is significant concern, I think, legitimate, I think that's fair, to question whether any true justice is going to be applied.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I, if they were to try to – if if I was Hunter's legal team, I would say we either get a diversion where you get no no prison time um, – I wonder if he would take a felony plea, given that that felony plea would last on his record for a grand total of one year. And then yeah. his dad would pardon him, obviously. So that's one way that so, the, you know, as long as he's not going to prison, I, I think he doesn't really care. Um, and, he you know, for this, usually there's a lot of things that should have sent him to prison, but he's not going to go to prison. And that's always been the contention here, because short of that, I think people will say it's not that big a deal. They'll forget about it. But if I'm Hunter, I would just say, bring it. You want to take this to trial? I'll delay. I'll say yeah. to tell the judge that I want more time. They took 5 years to investigate this. I need some time with my team to prepare our defense, blah blah, you know, delay it as much. If you can delay it until next summer, um then you could delay sentencing until after the whole point is his dad's going to bail him out eventually, one way or the other, because his dad'll be president in November even if he loses the election and he's going to well, he's going to make the whole thing go Well, if they bring
1: away. charges at the end of September, it's very likely that he will be able to withstand that case until the election already happens. There yes. won't be a full conclusion. Now, then the challenge becomes though, Buck. And you're right. I think if Biden were to lose, he would go ahead and give uh give the 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 ability for his son to walk free and clear. Or Buck. win, or win, he'd do or it win. Way. right? Yeah. But basically, you're talking about both sides trying to avoid going to prison right i mean that that's the reality that we would find ourselves in now
0: um what a what a ridiculous <laughs> this so, situation this is so crazy i can't even if if you had like been you know dropped from the sky into the politics of today and you're listening to a radio show that's focused primarily on american politics and we're talking about who from the you know leading or basically who from the two most powerful political families might be going to prison In an election year, it would all sound completely insane. Yes. And this is where we are. It does take some getting used to.
1: Yes. And by the way, if he were actually trying to unite Americans, I think we've talked about this on the show and I think it's right. He would decide, hey, I'm going to pardon Trump and I'm going to pardon my son. And I'm talking, by the way, about about Joe Biden, clearly. And if he did that, I think it's the only way that he could get past the idea of pardoning his son. Now, he may say he doesn't care. If he wins election, he's 82 years old, and he's probably not going to fulfill the term anyway. And he's going to protect his son. But what a crazy place we're in that we could legitimately be saying, on its most basic level, whether you could go to prison or not is a function of who wins the presidential election, uh, notwithstanding that Joe Biden might be willing to go ahead and pardon Hunter no matter what. This is crazy. This is not a good position to find, your in and, uh, find yourself in. And ultimately... It represents the failure and the foundational lie that Joe Biden told everybody, which was he was going to bring everybody together. Really, the only thing Joe Biden's brought together is everybody, whether it's a Republican, Democrat, or Independent, is now in agreement that Joe Biden isn't able to do the job. Uh, Very few things better than laughing with family and loved ones. Watching old movies you recorded on camcorders back in the day, flipping through old photo albums, Priceless material. If your family's old movies and photos are stored away on videotape or Super 8 film, time to unlock those laughs. Get them digitized. You can do that with Legacy Box. They special in digitally transferring all those memories onto digital files, easy to watch on your phone, smart TV, or computer. Legacy Box facilities in Tennessee, this is my home state, my mom's hometown at Chattanooga, have the best state-of-the-art equipment and teams of technicians that know how to carefully transfer and preserve your precious memories. When you ship your tapes, films, and photos, they treat them as though they were their own. Both Buck and I have done this. So much fun getting the files back like opening a time capsule. Get started today. Go online to legacybox.com slash clay. Get 50%, 55% off pricing going on right now. The whole process takes less than a month. You'll be glad that you did it. legacybox.com slash clay for 55% off.
2: Sunday hang
1: with Clay and Buck, a new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your
0: podcasts. If you've got a military first responder, emergency medical or government service background, govx.com is for you.
1: Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve.